man. And so we are uh, dedicating some beautiful, I met some of them on the way in, and I tell you, they're just absolutely gorgeous children. We have uh, little Michael sitting over to my left that is being uh, dedicated. Janice is the mom and Winston's dad. We have Armani uh, and, is it Avalon? Armani and Avalon. Is Armani, and, is Armani here? Not made it, has made it yet? Okay. All right. Well, maybe Armani and Avalon, I think I might be pronouncing that properly, will hurry mom and dad up. We have uh, Kamani. Where is Kamani? Is Kamani with us yet? Okay. That's all right. They'll, they'll make it here before it's over. Brianna, right here up front, forefront. That's where you should always sit in church, baby. The front row. Good job. Way to, way to train mom and dad. So we have Brianna. And um, so is that, is that Daisy, mom? Daisy? And then Lewis. Awesome for the dad. Aaliyah? Where's Aaliyah? Aaliyah all the way over to my right. So beautiful. We're going to be dedicating her today. Amaya, Amaya uh, is uh, mom and Freddie. Is dad here? Right there. Okay, awesome. So these are the uh, children that we're going to be dedicating today. And uh, here at the sanctuary of the Palm Beaches, we take baby dedication very serious. And we know uh, the commands that God gives us concerning raising, raising our children. And uh, actually, if we, if we look at this realistically, the dedication isn't really about the children. The dedication is about mom and dad. Because it's mom and dad that has come here today uh, to make a covenant with God. Basically saying, Lord, you have given me this eternal life. And I think that's one of the most important, foremost things that we understand as moms and dads is that the child that you hold in your hands today, mother or father, that soul is eternal. He or she will live forever. They will never die. What a responsibility to know that we are in charge to instruct, guide, influence, impact, to show, to lead a soul that will live forever. And to understand that how we do this will indeed affect who they become. What you show, what you do, what you teach, how you live, and the list goes on, will develop this young child. What we say and do 
mom and dad is going to impact Michael. It's going to impact him. That baby turns one or two years old. When they look up at mom and dad, mom and dad are demigods. They can't do anything wrong. Every word they say must be right. Every action they do must be right. It's all they know. It's all they understand. They learn to trust. They quickly figure out that their entire source of life, ability to survive, and that their every need is supplied by that person that they look at every day when they wake up in the morning. Whoever that is up there that I'm looking at right now, that's the one that feeds me when I'm hungry, changes me when I'm dirty, and the list goes on. That's programmed into them at a very young age. From the time they're two years old, they begin to learn to manipulate you to get what they want, call them terrible twos. And then by the time they become three and four years old, mom and dad, whether we comprehend or understand this or not, the things that we have already taught them is laying a foundation in their life. This is very important that you understand this before we get into the word of God. The things that you teach them or laying a foundation in their life that every decision that they will make for the rest of their life will be based on that foundation. They will view life through that filter. They will view and make their decisions based on that. I'm going to talk to us today about a covenant. Now, I just want to forewarn you. I don't cut corners on baby dedication. I'm hard. I'm strong. I'm straightforward. And I'm going to tell you like it is. I'm not here to make you feel good. I'm not here to go and goo over your baby. I'm here to tell you that if you don't get your act together, your kid's going to be a drug addict, a prostitute, or she's going to, he or she's going to die by the time she's 20 years old. That's the world you live in. That's the world you live in. That's the school system they're going to. If you don't teach them that the right way is man and woman, the school's going to teach them it's okay for it to be man and man and woman and woman. And you can't get it any straighter than that. If you don't teach them that the right way is to respect mom and dad and respect authority then the societal system is going to tell them it's okay to disrespect authority and they're going to end up in jail somewhere at 17 years old for the rest of their life you think i'm kidding you you need to go visit the jail system that precious little bundle of joy that you're handling right now it's totally up to you on what they turn into you must accept that responsibility. Moms and dads, I want you to understand something. The day will come when we will stand before God. 
And God is not going to address the pastor on why your child didn't serve him. He's not going to address grandma or the school system or whatever may be out there. You as a parent are going to be responsible before the Lord of what you taught your child and how you raised them. And did you put in them the morals of God's word? We live in a society today where they are trying to give, convince me and you that truth is whatever you think truth is. That is the very opposite of the basic definition of truth. Listen to me. There can only be one truth. There's only one. So that means whatever I believe or whatever I teach, if it's contrary to truth, I'm the one that needs to adjust. Truth will adjust for no one. The consequences of disobeying truth is not a respecter of persons. It doesn't matter your race, your color, your culture, your wealth, your education level, your societal level, whatever. Nope. The consequences of disobeying truth is the same for everyone. God doesn't have to come down from heaven and strike someone in sin with a particular disease that's related to that sin. He doesn't have to do that. Why? Because truth holds its own consequences. That means your actions bring about the consequences themselves. Right? You get drunk, you get behind a wheel, you're taking a big chance you're going to die and maybe even kill somebody else in the process. The consequences are built in. There is only one truth. Jesus Christ showed up on this planet. He walked amongst men. They questioned him. He said, wait a minute. There's something you need to understand. I am not a truth. I am the truth. That's what he said. I am the way. I am the truth. And I am life. And if you're going to have life, and if you're going to walk the way, and if you're going to abide in truth, you must abide by my words. And the saying, do as I say and not as I do, doesn't work, and we all know that. Our children are going to be impacted by our actions, not by our words. You can send your children to the house of God while they're young. But when they get old, they're going to do exactly what mom and dad did. And if mom and dad neglected the house of God, they are going to neglect the house of God. If mom and dad neglects the word of God, they will neglect the word of God. Boring some incredible divine intervention where they get a personal experience with Jesus Christ. 
besides maybe how you raised or treated or, or did with them, outside of that experience, they are going to do exactly what they see you do. Raising a child is a covenant with God, and it's serious. This is the sadness. Now, I done told you when I started, I'm straight when it comes to raising kids. Because the few moments I have in your life, I hope will change your thinking. We have belittled life. Because we have removed responsibility. Men and women lay down with one another. They get pregnant. They're not married. They're not committed. And today we live in a society where the majority of them will be aborted. Because they don't want the responsibility. Listen to me. If you are here today... And you've come to dedicate a child and you and the mother, dad and mom, you are not married. And I don't know if you are or not. I don't know your backgrounds. I don't know anything about anybody that's here being dedicated. I would teach this anywhere as I go because it's the truth. You need to step up. If you're man enough to lay down, you need to be man enough to stand up and take the responsibility. If you have reproduced a child, you need to marry that mother and you need to raise that child in the fear and admonition of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That is what you need to do. Now, you ready for a little bit more impact? Sister, if that man will not marry you, he will not be responsible to you, nor will he be responsible to your child. So you might want to start rethinking what you're doing. It's a covenant with God. God put a system in order. Laid it out. It works no matter what happens. And so now here we are. We have a baby. And we've got to ask ourselves, what are we going to do with her? What are we going to do with him? Well, the only way you can actually answer that question is to ask a different question. What are you going to do with yourself? Because what we do with us is exactly what we're going to do with these precious children that God has given us. Everybody say a covenant. Genesis 17 and 9, And God said unto Abraham, Thou shalt keep my covenant. Therefore, in thy seed after thee and their generations, this is my covenant, which ye shall keep between me, you, and thy seed, your children. We're talking about the covenant that God says to you and to me. I have four youngins. Well, they're grown now. Thank God. Out of the house. For the most part. Stop eating my food and using my... Supplies, not necessarily true. I think they get more expensive after they leave home. But there's a covenant. 
Thou shalt keep my covenant, therefore thy seed after thee in their generations. This is my covenant, which ye shall keep between me and you and your children, every man child. Now here we're in the Old Testament, so basically we're going to apply this spiritually. I'll show you in the New Testament. But I just wanted to read to you the original covenant. Every man child among you shall be circumcised. I'm not preaching circumcision today, so all the boy kids can relax. Not the point. And he shall circumcise the flesh of your foreskin. It shall be a token of the covenant betwixt me and you. And he that is eight days old shall be circumcised among every man child in your generation. He that is born in the house or bought with money or a stranger or which is not of thy seed. In other words, everyone that comes into your life that would affect you, your spouse, your children. You should expect the same Covenant with them. You don't let people come into your home and bring sin and unrighteousness and immorality into your home. They're going to come into your home. They're going to live the way you expect your children to live and the way that you and your husband lives. Or they can go find another home. He that is born in thy house, he that is bought with thy money must needs be circumcised. And my covenant shall be in your flesh an everlasting covenant. And the uncircumcised man child whose flesh of the foreskin is not circumcised, that soul shall be cut off from his people, for he hath broken my covenant. Now that eight-year-old baby cannot circumcise itself. So whose fault is it if the child is not circumcised? It's the parents. The covenant is not between God and the child. The covenant is between the parent and the child and God. When the parent makes the covenant with God, the child, according to the book of Corinthians written by Apostle Paul, the children come under the umbrella of the covenant of the parent. I bring God and morality and righteousness into my home, my child will automatically be impacted by that. And so God is letting you and I know, what is this covenant? What is the cutting off of the flesh? What is the, what is the circumcision? What does this represent? When we get into the New Testament, we find out it represents the cutting off of worldly things and lust and immorality, infidelity, uh, 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 fornication or adultery or, or, or doing things in the body or living a certain way that is against God. It's basically talking about unrighteousness. And so God says, your covenant with me is that you will get into my word and learn what I expect of you as a man, as a dad, as a mother, and how to raise your children. That's the covenant that you're making today. You are literally coming to the house of God today. And you are going to stand before God. And you're going to say, as a dad and as a mother, I covenant with you, God, that to the best of my ability, I will raise my child in the fear and admonition of you and your word. Now, this is the beauty about it. It may be sacrificial, and the flesh may not like it, but it's the most awesome thing that you can do. 
You bring God into your house. You bring the rules of God's word into your life. You begin to abide by the word of God. And you're going to open the windows of heaven. And God's going to begin to pour blessings out upon you and your family. Listen to this man right here. I stand before you because of a mother that learned how to pray. I was raised in a little city called Poche Town. That's the suburbs of Sulphur. It was where all the drugs were. I was raised on drugs, raised on doing things that were not right. But I had a mother that knew how to pray, knew how to seek God. And when the time was right, God walked into that little Poche Town neighborhood. He found that little ragged head boy that was good for nothing. And by the miracle and mercy of God, he pulled him out of that mess. What I'm saying is this. It doesn't matter where you live. It doesn't matter your background. It doesn't matter whether you're rich or poor, educated or uneducated. It doesn't matter. Any of these things don't matter. You bring God into your life. You bring the blessings of God into your life. And when God is ready, He'll reach into your child's life and pick them up. Why? Because they are honored. They are separated. They are blessed. There's a covenant with them. God does not forget His covenant. That's why you're here today. Because mom, dad, mom and dad, you and I, we cannot move mountains. We cannot change society. We cannot change the world. You cannot even necessarily change the plight that you might find yourself in. You can do your best, but maybe you can't. But I've come to tell you, you get God in your life and God in, your ch- in the life of your children. And when the moment's right... God will step in and will exercise that covenant that is in your child's life because of you as a mom or as a dad. But if you don't do these things, if you break his covenant, you'll be cut off. God don't play with this. This is serious. You know, you only have to bear this a couple of more minutes. I'll be done shortly. Most churches only have church on Sundays. Some still have church on Sundays and Wednesdays. We happen to be one of those. I'm not condemning yay or nay on that. That's not my point. My point is, A pastor, a youth pastor, a Sunday school teacher, a leader, an influencer of God's kingdom, for the most part, has one hour a week in your child's life. And that is if you go to church. They don't even get that. You don't show up. Our school system has them for, I don't know, however long it is, six, seven, eight hours a day, five days a week. Television's got them for the next 40. Violent Games has them for the next 20. Unless you take that out, of course. And the list goes on. Their friends in the neighborhood influence them. Media in the world. All of these things constantly bombarding the mind of your child. Now, first of all, let me show you how powerful God's word is. 
Because if you'll just spend an hour a day with your children every day. I remember when I was young, and I hated this with a passion. My mother was crippled. She was blind. And, but we would come home from school. And my dad had left long before. And uh, we'd come home from school, me and my brother and, and my sister. The rest of them were grown and gone, army and different things like that. We were the three youngest. Pam, Sam, and, and Dan. And we'd come, we'd come home. And when we'd come home, the first thing we had to do is we had to sit around the chair of our mother and read to her the next chapter in the Bible that we had from the previous day. And when we were done reading that chapter, we had to explain to her what that meant. And if we couldn't do it, we had to read another one. So we, may, we learned to pay attention. Because we certainly didn't want to have to read two chapters. God forbid. One was enough. And every day we would come home from school. That's what we had to do. Before we did our homework. Before we could go play. And one would think what a waste of time. Look at the neighborhood they live in. They're poor. They're outcasts. They're drug addicts. It's filth. It's trash. Look at the neighborhood they live in. What a waste of time to read a chapter a day in the Word of God. Oh, it wasn't a waste. It wasn't a waste at all. Because of the covenant that my mother had made with her God, God reached into the life of every one of her seven children and pulled them out of that mess, and all of them are successful and living, and most of them living for God. And we're thankful for that. The older ones that left earlier, not so much as of yet. The power of the word of God is amazing. If you can just spend a little time with that baby as they grow up and teach them the word of God. Get them involved in Bible quizzing. The church here, if you live locally, the church here has a Bible quizzing uh, program. I, th I don't know what age we start with, but it's four, we start at four years old. We got four years old memorizing a hundred verses and then competing. And then they continue in that. And by the time they're in high school, they're, mem they're memorizing over 500 verses every year into their mind through this program. The word of God being placed inside of their heart. God's word's powerful. If you'll take the time, just a little time to get that word in her heart to get it inside of her mind and her spirit. Eight hours a day of secular, ungodly, immoral, educational systems that we have today cannot take that away. Neighbors cannot take that away. Government cannot take that away. Nothing can remove that out of their heart. Once that word gets root inside of the heart 
of, of that child. Nothing can remove it. You know the story of Moses. The Bible says when he turned 40 years old and, and he was tempted, the, the word of the Lord says he chose rather to suffer the afflictions of the children of God rather than to enjoy the pleasures of sin, which are but for a season. Where did that come from? Mama, listen, Moses' mama had him for five years. That's all she had him. When he was born, they were brought back. She raised him for approximately five years. Right at five years, she raised little Moses. And every day she had him on her knee. And she said, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Every day she would talk to him about the commandments of God. Serving one God. Separating yourself from the things of the world. And when Moses grew up and then after five years old, you know who had him? Pharaoh had him. Egypt had him, represents the world. That's who got control of his life. Raised him, taught him their sciences, their theologies, their philosophies, and all of these different things were programmed into Moses' mind growing up all the way till he was around 40 years old. But when he had to make a decision, you know who he chose? He chose way back 35 years earlier when a little mama talked to him about a God. That's the power of the word of God. You get the word of God into your children. You don't have to worry about the school. You don't have to worry about the neighborhood. You don't have to worry about the other things that will try to influence them. If you'll get God's word in their life. And the only way to do that, mom and dad, is to get God's word in your life. So the person that has to change today is not. Michael, or is Armani and Avalon here? Did they make it? They did. Were, am I saying that right? Avalon, Avalon. How how do you pronounce it, my friend? Avalon, Avalon. Thank you very much. Armani, Avalon, Cormani, Brianna, Aaliyah. We're not here to change them. We're not here to correct their life. They're just this little bundle joy waiting for the next source of milk. I mean, that's where they're at in life. Unless a couple of them might be a little older. I'm not really sure. But no, no, no. We're here to talk to mom and dad and to express so I want every mom and dad to look at me. I know I said some hard things today, but I didn't say anything today that wasn't truth. Not one word came out of my mouth that wasn't truth. And if we don't abide in truth, we all lose. So look at me. I'm going to repeat this. If you are not married, and I don't know if you are, I'm not here to judge you. We love you. You need to step up and commit. And you need to honor the, the covenant you made with God. If you are married, and even if you're not married, you need to begin immediately to readdress your life. Mom and dad, where's another mom and dad that's, that's being over here? Readdress your life. Readdress your life, your life, on what I can change to make sure that this innocent child that God has honored me with, 
honored you with to raise. What do I need to do to make sure that I at least give the best chance and odds of my baby succeeding? When I use the word succeed, I don't mean become wealthy. Success in this world is growing up, serving God, listen, so that God's will can be done in your life. There's only one success on planet Earth, only one. That's when God's will is accomplished in your life. When the will of God is being done, you're calling, you're choosing, the will of God is being done in your life, you become successful. Anything outside of that is just hay, wood, and stubble. It'll all burn up in the end time and fade away. Okay. All right. I know, I know, I know. I know what you're thinking. When's this guy going to quit? I'm quitting right now. So, mom and dads, I want you to stand. And um, my wife is going to come with these little things. We got some things we want to give you. I got down before I got that. Okay. All right, so we're going we're gonna to line you up. So, Michael. Okay. Michael, you're over there. And this is uh, Aaliyah. I know I'm pronouncing it wrong, even after they worked with me for an hour. Right over there as well. And then Kamori, where is she at? Kamani. Okay. And we're going to say a few words to you. And then you're going you're gonna to sign a covenant, Dad. Bless you. Bless you. Thank you. So come on up. Uh, and then my grandparents, friends, friends, you can come. Just stand with them. I just wanted to make sure the parents get here first. Over there, okay. Hey, my wife's going to direct. This is um, Naomi. I'm just going to, I can pronounce Naomi, so I'm just going to call her Naomi. Aaliyah, right here. And then the family can come with them. But I'm going to continue. You know what? That's fine. I'll address them from this way. This is good. Yes. Okay. Dads, do we have all the babies up? Okay, dads, I want you to do something for me. I want you to turn around and pick up the little Bible. I want the dads, not the grandparents, not mama, dad. Pick up the Bible and make sure it's in dad's hands. Grandparents, just follow the baby. I need to do a grandparent dedication. I just became a grandparent, by the way. Wow, incredible. For all you that have children, 
We're dedicating today, children will change your schedule. But grandkids change your life. So just keep in touch. Okay, dads, look at me. All right, all right, come on, I'm not done. I got, I got a little bit more yelling to do. So dads, look at me, all my dads. Look straight at, straight at pastor, straight at pastor. You hold the word of God in your hand. According to God's word, you are the priest of the home. Are you listening? You're the priest of the home. That means you're responsible for delivering God's word to this child. Now, I know we all think we have the most brilliant children in the world. And most of you probably think your kid can already read, but he or she cannot. You cannot wait till they're two years old or three years old or four years old. Here's why. Are you listening? Starting now, you say, well, they're not going to understand. Reading the word of God to your child every day, starting right now, is not about your baby. It's about you getting in the habit of doing it. So as the child grows, you're in the habit. And every day we read a little bit from God's word. Mom, I want mom to turn around and get the, is the plaque there? The dedication slip. So Sister Kyle is going to show you. It's the envelope. Turn around. There's an envelope. Awesome. So moms have the envelopes. Okay. We have the dedication slips in a, uh, in a plaque as well. But it, that's a copy of it in the envelope. What's in that envelope is your commitment to your husband, the father of your child, and to your God. This is your commitment saying, as mom, I am dedicating my baby to the Lord. I'm giving my child back to God. And I will abide by the rules of the home that my husband sets, according to God's word. There's nothing worse then mom and dad being divided in a home. Little junior can go up to dad. Dad says no. So he runs to mom and mom says yes. You have created chaos. So mom and dad, you must come together on what the rules of the home are going to be. You must agree and abide by if you're going to teach this child discipline and respect and obedience. So, Mom, you are committing today that I will pray for. I will be the foundation that my family stands on. I will be the strength that stands behind my husband as we attempt to raise these children in the fear and the admonition of the Lord. Amen. So what we're going to do is we're going to pray for the children. What we're doing today, Dad and Mom, what we're doing is we're saying to the Lord Jesus Christ, I am not big enough. I am not strong enough. I am not smart enough. I'm not capable of raising my child in this world by myself. I can't see everything. I can't reach everything. And I can't do everything. But I serve a God who can. When I can't see them, God can.
When I can't hear them, God can. If I can't be there to help them, God can. And so right now we are going to pray and we're going to say, God, I'm covenanting with you together. I will do everything I can, but I stand before you today with recognition that I am helpless in so many areas of my life. And I need you to help me raise my child so that your divine will, his will, is accomplished. The other thing that you're doing today is you're giving this baby back to God. Now, what that means is that whatever the will of God is in your child, you are submitting your child to that. So one day at 21, your little baby girl daddy might call and, and she's got your little one-month-old grandbaby and she's married to this good guy and you raised them in church and they're serving the Lord and she calls you up and she says, I've been called to Fiji to be a missionary. And you got to go, whoa, you're not taking my grandbaby to a foreign country. You're not going to... You got to remember this day. I gave her to God. I gave him to God to use as he chooses. That's what you're doing today. Mom and dad, I finish with this. Your job is to so raise this child that when they become of age to make the decision, they will make the right decision to serve Jesus Christ. That is your job. So that the will of God can be done in their life. So, we have the babies in our arms. I want everyone to close our eyes. Congregation, if you'll just stretch your hand forward at this time. Father, I come to you right now. We have standing before us these precious children. God, I first pray for the parents, the moms, and the dads. And Lord, I just, I just lay hands upon them in the wonderful name of Jesus. I pray that you touch their minds and their spirits, Lord God. Father, that you would get a hold of their hearts. Get a hold of their minds Lord let their desires change to you Father God that they will do anything and everything that they can to make sure that these children God are raised in the fear and the admonition of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ God I pray for wisdom upon these dads and strength upon these dads and these mothers God that you will minister to them Father Lord that there will be born in their heart a desire to serve you and to walk with you and God if they're doing things that are not right today Lord that they will humble themselves today that they will pray and seek your face that they will repent of their sins and they will make their ways right before you and begin to walk before you and oh God you will open doors in their path and you will enrich them Lord you will strengthen them Lord you will help them Father I pray it God give the strength to these mothers to stand strong to be upon their knees to pray to serve you to give their life to you Lord they hold in their hands an eternal life we ask it in the wonderful name of Jesus God we pray for these precious children Lord that are being uh, dedicated unto you Father we lay hands upon them in the mighty name of Jesus in the mighty 
mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. God, we pray that you put an angel with each and every one of them, Lord. An angel to abide with them. Father, that you keep them from any childhood diseases. Oh, put a protection and a shield. Walk with them, God. Go with them everywhere as they go. Today, God, we make a covenant with you. We pray, oh Lord, that your eye be fastened upon each and every one of these children and that it's never removed from them. God, that you lock in today their destiny. You lock in right now, God, the purpose that you have for them. You knew them when they were formed in the womb. You breathed breath into their lungs and now they are a living soul. Oh God, they are your children. Lord, you have a purpose away for them. I pray, Lord, that they would be raised in such a way that this divine purpose can be fulfilled. We stand before you today as moms and dads. We give our children back to you. Oh God, that you would watch over them. That you would help us as we raise them. We dedicate our lives to you, God. That our children might be dedicated unto you. And we make this covenant before you in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I want every mom and dad to say, Amen. Amen. We're almost done. We're almost done. Moms and dads, I want you to take these pens. And there's a paper my wife's going to show you. I think it's right behind you. There's a spot for me to sign, but there's a spot for mom and dad to sign. And you're going to sign that. And you're going to hang that on your wall. It's going to be in a frame, and you're going to put it on your wall. And every time you walk by that wall, you're going to see a covenant that you made with God. I made a covenant with Jesus Christ to raise my child. So when you work late Saturday night and you're tired Sunday morning, you're going to look at that plaque on the wall and says, I've got to get my child to the house of God. I got to give preacher an opportunity. I got to give the Sunday school teacher an opportunity. I got to give the youth pastor an opportunity to put something in my child to help them serve God and walk with God. That's the covenant that you're signing right now. Amen. And I'm going to come sign them as well. Amen. God bless you. We love you. And thank you for honoring pastor to dedicate your children unto the Lord. And we're going to take a break for a few minutes before our main service starts. And if you want to congratulate them, please do so. I'm coming to sign those papers right now.